was in the skies over Jerusalem. And why did it stop over one of the most treasured sites in Christianity? China wants to launch a fake moon into the sky by the year 20. surface out of China, and it looks like their city is floating in the clouds, of course. He was a dancing machine. Yes, the King of Pop brought back to life at Sunday's Billboard Music Awards in a groundbreaking multi-dimensional performance of Slave to the... Holograms and halos, something is in the sky. Nick Redfern wrote an article September 23, 2021 entitled Strange and Sinister Holograms Seeing Weird Things in the Sky. As I read this article, it caught my attention for several reasons. First, the Bible is filled with events and anomalies that occur in the sky. Likewise, Satan is called the prince of the power of the air, and Christ himself will return one day, and I believe soon, to the clouds in the air. Of course, we're all familiar with Elijah and him being called up in the chariot of fire into the air. There is something fantastic and very dimensional about the things that go on in the air. But also, one of the things that's interesting to me about Nick Redfern's writing is that he seems to have a keen grasp on the issues that often are complicated and murky. And then probably what has really piqued my interest is the fact that more and more we are seeing events unfold in the sky. The gimbal UFO, the Tic Tac sightings, anomalies that are happening around the world now more and more. I don't think that it's just a funny little quirk of history that now in the end time, we actually have a space force. So when I saw this article, it seemed to touch something deep in me, and I think it will in you as well. Redfern writes, over the years, various government agencies have taken an interest in the matter of holograms and the ways in which those same holograms could be used to their advantage during war or should war occur, and sometimes to use such technology even on the unsuspecting public. One example of this situation revolves around longtime UFOologist Ray Bosch. He is one of the key figures in the Rendlesheim Forest UFO landing riddle, and particularly so in connection to the, quote, top secret experiment angle of the case. It's certainly not every day that you get to meet with a couple of whistleblowers from the U.S. Department of Defense. But that is exactly what happened to Ray on November 25, 1991. The location was not a dark and shadowy parking garage. It was rather a pleasant restaurant in Lincoln, Nebraska, in the Marriott Cornhusker Hotel. Ray told Redfern, quote, I found it interesting that they would mention Rendlesheim at the meeting, discussing holograms. They said there was a sense that this was maybe in some sense staged, or that some of the senior people there were more concerned with the reaction of the men and how they responded to the situation rather than what was actually going on. In other words, it wasn't the UFO that seemed to concern everybody. It was the men's response both neurologically and psychologically, to the event that they had seen. Ray states that this may have been some sort of psychotronic device, a hologram, to see what sort of havoc they could wreak on people. But even if it was a type of hologram, they said it could interact with the environment. Strange, 
for a non-corporal hologram to be able to do. The tree marks, the pod marks at the landing site were all indications of that. But how can you have a projected thing like a hologram that also has material and physical capabilities? Now here, it is interesting for us to stop and ponder for just a moment exactly what the Bible is speaking about when it talks about the image of the beast. An image, no doubt, that may be projected and yet have physical capability in the world. Redfern goes on to write, they wouldn't elaborate on this. Elements of this story, of Rendlesham being an experiment using holograms to see how the military personnel responded, still continued to surface. Now there's nothing new about these projects and the promised conspiracies of global illusions. Redfern writes, consider the following. The seriously tense situation that existed between the United States and Cuba in the early 1960s actually spurred the U.S. intelligence to do its utmost to try and find ways to oust Fidel Castro from power. One such early 1960s era operation is almost hard to believe. And no, we are not talking about Operation North Woods. That operation actually took place September 11th, 2001. No, the operation we are talking about, and Redfern is, is referencing one that involves a grand illusion. It revolves around the faking of a supernatural entity in the skies over Cuba. That's right, you heard that correctly. And so in that sense, it's highly relevant to the overall story of UFOs and aerial anomalies. It provides us with yet another example of how the world of the paranormal was utilized by intelligence agencies to do its utmost to manipulate world events. And as Redfern writes this, it's as if you could have just ripped that concept right out of the Bible, or rather, right off the front page of our modern newspapers. It was in this period that a military figure renowned for his ability to think out of the box got involved in the attempts to have Castro removed from power. That man was Major General Edward Geary Lansdale. In the Second World War, Lansdale spent a great deal of time working for the Office of Strategic Services with its spies and secret agents. That was the inspiration for the CIA, which was created two years after the end of the war. When Hitler and his hordes were finally defeated, Lansdale headed off to the Philippines, specifically to the headquarters of the Air Force's Western Pacific region. Eight years later, he took a position in the office of the Secretary of Defense. And it was while he was in the office that Lansdale really began to demonstrate his flair for all things off the wall. Perhaps the weirdest of all of Lansdale's strange ideas was a plan to fake a second coming of Jesus Christ in the skies over Cuba. The story can actually be found in a November 20th, 1975 document with a rather lengthy title called The Alleged Assassination Plots Involving Foreign Leaders, Interim Report of the Select Committee to Study Government Operations with Respect to Intelligence Activities. What that means is something is going on in the dark clandestine shadows of our government and some committee run by some junior senator wanted to try to find some information. The document contains the curious testimony of a man named Thomas A. Parrott, who died at the age of 92 in 2007. Parrott was, quote, a former official with the Central Intelligence Agency, 
and a member of several hospital boards and citizen groups. Again, fascinating the connection between our government, the Secret Service, the CIA, and the medical industry. But I digress. Mr. Parrott spent 24 years with the CIA and was Assistant Deputy Director for National Intelligence Programs. Early in his career, he was Deputy Chief of the Soviet Division of the Clandestine Services Unit, a base chief in Germany, and he was also an assistant to CIA Director Alan Dulles. As far as Lansdale's mind-blowing idea is concerned, Parrott had this to say to the Select Committee in 1975, quote, I'll give you one example of Lansdale. He had a wonderful plan for getting rid of Castro. This plan consisted of spreading the word that the second coming of Christ was imminent and that Christ was against Castro, who was anti-Christ. And you would spread this word around Cuba and then, on whatever date it was, there would be a manifestation of this thing. And at that time, this was absolutely true to them. And at the time, just over the horizon, there would be an American submarine that would surface off the Cuba coast and send shells up into the air, simulating starbursts. This would also be the manifestation of the second coming and Castro would be overthrown. So we have an early hologram type affair that failed to work properly and that was ultimately scrapped. Of course, musing upon the Cuban event and the Rendlesham Forest incident of 1980 makes one wonder, Redfern writes, how many other UFO-themed and religion-based events have been fabricated using holograms? My guess, he states, more than a few. Well, Kathy Forty takes up the thread and continues the research. Writing in an article, she states, Imagine looking up into the daytime sky and seeing an entire floating city hovering above you. Thousands of cell phone cameras would be immediately whipped out to record such an event. Within seconds, the internet would be flooded with videos and the news would be heard around the world. Does it sound like science fiction? Kathy writes, yes and no. The first part did actually happen in 2012, but because it took place over a small, impoverished village in Nigeria, the chief and his villagers did not have the technology to record it. They later told reporters that they weren't scared, but accepted it as a sign from God. What did the villagers really see? Probably a hologram. The U.S. military and NASA have been experimenting with holographic projections since 1978 in a program known as Project Bluebeam. While many in the government and mainstream media try to debunk its classified existence, it's become harder to deny, especially after the Chinese government openly projected a holographic city and alien spaceship into the sky for its own people. It looks like your average city skyline, but in fact, these images are just an elaborate optical illusion. The amazing mirage appeared over Huangshan City in East China at dusk on Thursday. Following a heavy downpour, the spectacular images of mountains, buildings and trees appeared in the thin mist above the Xinan River. The phenomenon began at about 5pm local time, to the amazement of passers-by. It's really amazing. It looks like a scene in the movie, in a fairyland. 
Although residents say that similar sites have been seen lately, most agreed that this one had been the most impressive. The people in the region were told in advance what the technology was. The hopes were that this would not cause widespread panic. Consequently, everyone flocked to the area to film it. And that event, like the Nigeria one, also took place in 2012. Forty mentioned Project Bluebeam, possibly one of the strangest and hardest conspiracy theories to wrap your mind around. And that is, until now. Kara Goldfarb published an article in February 20th, 2018 entitled Sergei Monast's Project Bluebeam Might Be History's Craziest Conspiracy Theory. As far as conspiracy theories go, Sergei Monast's Project Bluebeam, it's out there. In fact, it's way out there. In 1994, Sergei Monast, a writer and investigative journalist from Quebec, published an alleged manifesto of sorts explaining this wild theory that has remained infamous in circles to this day. What is Project Bluebeam? According to Sergei Manus, the four-step project designed by NASA and the United Nations would allow these organizations to accomplish what he believed to be their ultimate goal of creating a New Age religion led by the Antichrist in order to set up a new world order. NASA would implement the project Bluebeam, Monus believed, with a system of advanced mind control as well as top secret technology in order to trick everyone into believing there'd been a secret coming of sorts. Now, we must pause and remind ourselves of Jack Parsons, Babylon Working, the connection between the Jet Propulsion Laboratory and what he, along with Aleister Crowley, believed they brought in out in the desert. We return to the article. The first step of the Project Bluebeam would involve the manufacture of artificially created earthquakes in strategic locations around the world. These earthquakes, no doubt probably produced by HARP and others, according to this conspiracy hoaxes, would unearth artifacts, indicating that the religious doctrines of all nations have been misunderstood for centuries, thus discrediting all religions. Monists claim that movies like 2001 Space Odyssey had already laid the psychological groundwork for this step-by-step -step and presenting of stories in which mysterious unearthed objects upend everything humans know about themselves and their world. Now, whether or not that happens with the artifacts, I certainly believe that an arrival of the UFO would accomplish the same thing, would it not? The second step, Sergi Manas claimed, would involve a gigantic space show. During this stage of Project Bluebeam, three-dimensional optical holograms as well as laser projections of holographic images would beam across the sky. What would these images include? Projections of Jesus, Muhammad, Buddha, Krishna. They all merge into one, Manas said. Manas explained that the technology behind this display, saying that the conspirators would use space-based lasers generating from satellites to project simultaneous images to the four corners of the planet in every language and dialect according to the region. As the whole sky is transformed into one massive movie screen, which by the way, just for clarification, a movie screen is not an orb, it is a flat surface, but I digress. It would be transformed, he stated, into one massive movie screen. And the Bible speaks about the sky folding up 
as a curtain, does it not? This new God would speak to everyone in their own language. Next, the third step was mind control. Telephonic communication devices would send waves to reach each person within their own mind, and there would be a receptor, no doubt. And we know that would be easy to do now because everybody carries their receptor with them 24-7. By the way, have you been following how diplomats have been attacked with some kind of heat wave, mind rays, and this attack began to be happening in Cuba? Once, monetists believed they had been reached in the mind, it would be very easy to control the masses. Sergi stated, convince each of them that their own God is speaking with them from the very depths of their own soul. How would these rays be able to reach people's inner minds, you might ask? Well, Monist explained, quote, such rays from satellites are fed from the memories of computers that have stored massive data about every human on Earth and their language. Well, that's obvious now. Of course we know that's true because we are seeing data being collected 24-7 through the smartphone that we carry with us, even into the bathroom. Finally, the fourth step of Project Bluebeam would make use of various technologies in order to convince people that alien invasions and the rapture itself were taking place, thus making it easier for the powers that be to take control of a fear-addled populace. The NASA Blue Beam Project is the prime directive for the New World Order's absolute control over the populations of the entire world, Manus said. I would suggest you investigate this information carefully before dismissing it, he stated, as fanatic lunacy. Kathy continues to write, aside from this main thrust of Project Bluebeam, other elements of the theory remain noteworthy, especially for conspiracy theorists as well. For instance, one component includes the phasing out of cash. Monist said that the plan would be executed after a financial crisis, or maybe, maybe a pandemic. Not a complete crash, he said, but enough to allow them to introduce some kind of in-between currency before they introduce their electronic cash to replace all paper or plastic money. Does that sound like cryptocurrency to you? Then there's the disputed story of Monist's death. Details about any facet of his life are both scarce and in dispute. It has, however, been reported that he died of a heart attack without having any previous heart or health problems. And one of the methods of killing supposedly used by Project Bluebeam was artificially created heart attacks. Some claim that the night before his death, his children who were homeschooled were abducted and placed in the state school before he was actually arrested. He spent the night in jail and his children weren't heard from again. And if you believe that, and if you believe any of the entire theory at all, then the final line of Sergei Monist's Project Blue Beam manifesto will certainly ring true when he ends his last words by saying, no one is safe in a totalitarian police state. So we have looked to the east and we have looked to the west. We have looked to the south and hoped to the north, but it seems that man has been looking in every direction, even within, all to no avail. But now, now there is nowhere else to look but up, and there is something coming, something real, no hologram, but an unfolding, a return of the shining ones from the stars, and don't assume you won't be here for it. The Anunnaki may be closer than you think, hologram or halos, something is in the sky. Right,